Hi guys, Jason here. I want to tell you about Wink.com. W-I-N-C. It's a great way to discover new wine if you don't know a bunch about wine. Basically, all you do is go to their website, fill out a survey based on your flavors, what you're into, what you're not into, and they ship personalized selections right to your door. They start at just $13 a bottle. You get to come home to a box that's been customized just for you, and then you can start chugging ASAP. There's no membership fees. You can cancel any time if you want to skip a month because you're out of town or because you don't have money. No problem. Shipping is covered. If you don't like the bottle, they'll replace it with one you love today. Even if you use wink.com slash the stew, you get $20 off your first shipment. Try wink.com, T-R-Y-W-I-N-C.com slash the stew. And you get to uh, you get to support us over here at the pod and we can keep delivering you great episodes to your door every week. Enjoy the show. I said what you know about it. Hello, hello. You're listening to The Stew. I'm Jason Stewart, Andre Conaparo. Say hello. Hello. We're here with one guest today, Thomas Raquel. <laughs> Just kidding. Thanks Thomas, for coming. Thomas Raquel. Uh, we got a heavy hitter. We got a we got a we got a big name on the pod today. Big name. Uh, you you're, you're the pastry chef at Le Bernardin. Yep. In New York, one of the uh, one of the most prestigious restaurants in America, I would say. In the world. Well, definitely. I would say in definitely the world. in the world. Um, the busiest three Michelin star restaurant. Oh. And, uh, the I busiest believe, three believe, Michelin yeah. star restaurant. <laughs> that's such an incredible phrase. Uh, it really is. Yeah. It's, yeah, but that's kind of like, yeah, like, just to get one star is, like, insane. Yeah. Getting two stars is unheard of. I don't even know any three-star restaurants. But then you're like, we're three, and we're the fucking busiest. No, I mean, it, it, it really, we, for lunch, we do... Uh, Wait, you guys like, do lunch? We do lunch, <laughs> yeah, like 120. And, you know, for dinner, we do, like, 200. Uh, just covers covers uh, we're open you know six days uh, five days lunch and six days dinner so you close I, on Monday we're closed on Sundays oh okay I can't, okay I can't imagine the team and the amount of bodies it takes to run an operation smoothly with that much volume at that high <laughs> of a level I mean uh, god uh, July I will be at Liberty Den for four years yeah and uh, I remember my first year there you know, like, it's always been a dream to work there. And uh-huh. actually, like, sure. you know, being and, and working there, you know, I, I've always said, like, I wish I would have worked there as a cook. Uh-huh. So would, I would have understood the the massive, like, how busy Le Bernardin is. Yeah. I, mean, I worked at restaurants in Chicago. Um, it's not as busy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, 40 covers, you're, I mean, you're in the shit. Yeah. Like, you're, like, running around, like, oh, my God. Like, really? It's the end of the world. Yeah. But, um, you know, I worked at L2O. They had three Michelin stars as well. When uh, Michelin came to Chicago, it's just two restaurants that got uh, three Michelin stars. Uh-huh. And, uh, one of them was L2O. I worked there, and, you know, God, we would do 20 covers, 30 covers, if that. And that's, uh-huh. that's busy. Yeah. You know, at, uh, at um. Le Bernardin, first seating for dinner is 80. 
Ugh. You know. Um, oh my god! How many seatings do you do for dinner? There's three seatings for dinner, and there's not two, a, uh, for lunch. We do two, and that's not like stragglers coming in. Everybody's there on yep. time. Right, like you know, yep. this made is, their res two months ago. <laughs> yeah. There's a wait list, and you know, we're very great. Planning, their, planning their trip around this meal that they're about yeah. to have. Shaking the valet's hand. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for the work you do. <laughs> Don't scratch it. Yeah, there's, right. no, there's no valet in New York. You know, you know. Yeah. Come on, come on. Okay, shaking, shaking the uh, shaking the bathroom guy's hand. I'm sorry, the water closet attendant's hand. Yeah, that's what you call him over there, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. The elevator operator guy. Thank you for everything you do. Do you know Eric? Yeah. So, uh, so at Laberna Dan for four years. Yep, coming up on four years. Coming yeah. up on four years and. For, you said you do. I didn't even know they do lunch. Yep. I guess I've never been to Lee Down, Obviously, yeah. how, how different does the dessert menu go from lunch to dinner? Or is it's, it, it's or the same, is it same thing. It's the same menu. Mm-hmm. Um, the only difference with service is that for lunch we offer a City Harvest menu, which is like a tasting menu at the lounge for like fifty five dollars. City Harvest. Yep. Uh, it feeds the homeless in New York City. Okay. And um, we donate five dollars, I believe, for every. So you City said that's a fifty-five dollar lunch tasting, I believe, something like that. So, yeah, uh, my boss might be upset. Either way, if I get it wrong. but uh, <laughs> paraphrase. All, yes. all things considered, a, yeah. uh, it's, a, it's a great deal. Three course value it's, for it's whatever it's, Le Bernadette uh, normally costs. Yeah, three course menu, and yeah. it goes for it's for a good cost. Yeah, so. it's great. What does it normally cost for a dinner uh, with wine? Uh, what are we getting out of there? It depends on the if you get the tasting menu, it's like 180 yeah. plus you know wine pairing and mm-hmm. everything. So the so the tasting menu is 180. That's not that's not that it's bad not, not that for bad, a yeah. three star restaurant. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, obviously it's high as hell, but I mean, you know what vespertine is what two fifty? Sure. How I mean, many stars does that motherfucker have? Zero. Zero. The valet is very nice, though. The valet, you know. know. How many courses are you getting for that? Uh, We have a 12 course and a 7 course. Um, You're putting me on the spot. (laughs) No, 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 no. That's great. It's okay, it's okay, don't worry. (laughs) But it's it's such a, this is perfect because I just, a friend of mine just got back from Vegas and, I mean, that's an example of, like you said, it's not cheap, but that's, you're getting every cent of your dollar on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend went and he ate at, where did he eat at? Some Jose Andres restaurant in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And it was, it ended up, there was like 10 people and it was like 410 bucks a person. Mm-hmm. And none of these people really like food or wine. But they <laughs> sat down, they kind of, I'm sure they got upsold on everything. Every time the Smollier came right. out and offered advice for this course, for a wine pairing, they just kind of like, he, and I, I like, let me guess, everybody was glassy eyed and just kind of nodded without saying anything because they were uncomfortable. And he's like, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what happened. And that that's, uh, sounds good. Yeah, we'll uh, take another bottle. And I was like, how much, what's the most you've spent before that meal? And he was like, I don't know, like 100 bucks, 150. I don't know. <laughs> no, nothing even close. Right. He was like, I was like, how was he? He's like, oh, it was great, but it wasn't four times better than anything else I've ever eaten. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're in Vegas. You're in a hotel. You're eating at a celebrity restaurant. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, where you're working and what you're doing, it's like everything's on the plate. 
And it's you know, uh, yeah, you're not paying for, me, for not, any of that. Yeah, not other because bullshit. I work there, but you know, I, I think La Bernadette is an institution for for New York. You know, yeah, there's there's Per there's John George, there's La Bernadette. They yep. were like the first restaurants to ever get three Michelin star when Michelin came to mm-hmm. to uh, New York City. And the um, consistencies, the, I mean, state. you know, it it they've been they'll be open for 31 years now, I think, uh, if I'm that's not mistaken. Crazy. But uh, yeah, that's for wild. them to uphold. The, the standards and to evolve with the times, you know, like uh, as a person that, that worked there, I, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm probably one of the youngest um, as far as upper management goes, you know, they worked there for quite a bit. I mean, it's not only a family or, you know, like as far as the, the staff that works there, mm-hmm. you know, like we have a back waiter, Arturo, he's been there since like they opened in yeah. like 1986. Which Speed, is like, Speed and Gordon Gecko you know at I mean? that point. It's crazy, you know. Uh, <laughs> you know, to to be a part of that, and you know, like for for diners to come in and for them to to see to be a you know to be a part of that. I, I yeah, remember, I guess there are, yeah. there are. I can't really think of many places that are three stars that would have those three decade long right. career waiters yeah. and servers like to get that kind of seventies, eighties, sixties like charm of the career waiter who's just. A master at right. what they do. A master right. from yeah. a busboy to a server right. to a bartender. Yeah. When you see somebody really on that level, like right. holy shit, this guy or girl yeah. knows uh, knows this menu almost better yeah. than the owner of the restaurant. Yeah, I mean, I think mm-hmm. it, it attests to uh, Magalikos is the the owner and Chef Repair is the the chef, and um, I think the way they found like we have the the guy that runs the the front uh, his name is Ben and he he's been there for i think 15 years if mm-hmm. i'm not mistaken um you know he knows he knows everybody he, he's like he's the guy you know yeah like, and that's the yeah, other yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. other new york like, charm you know, is having the host you know, who like knows host everyone yeah. and everyone's got his yeah. number and can you squeeze me in here right. and here i got this guy coming in yeah. at eight from blah 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 that kind of shit doesn't happen at these like. Yeah, you want bet on the speed dial. For what, sure. you know, yeah, what, that's the good part about the New York, right. like having that like Balthazar host or hostess, yeah. like that kind of shit is, is that's like that. Uh, it's the new umami, or it's the old umami. Right. <laughs> I mean, for them to it's have, the invisible you know, element of a dining right. experience yeah. that yeah. Is, doesn't happen anymore. Like you can't the front house umami. You can't call Noma and be like, "Hey, you know, I got." Him. And they're like, "We are booked up until August." Yeah. I'm sorry, and like yeah. 2020. <laughs> yeah, 2020. Like yeah. you're like, "Oh, I'm going to be there in August in six months." <laughs> no, no, yeah. no. Well, I think the current climate too of the the, the restaurants. Noma's I mean, I, I think especially in, in LA, you know, like it, it's casual dining. Like I, I think fine dining is. Uh, Mm-hmm. I mean, it's catching up with restaurants like Best Protein and uh-huh. other restaurants in the yeah. city. But I think it's more a chill, casual vibe. Yeah. And even in New York, I think, you know, there's a lot more people that are searching out casual dining. And mm-hmm. I think, uh, like what I said, per se, uh, you know, uh, John George and La Bernadette are mm-hmm. the only ones that are still kind of on that path of like... Yeah, I mean, that's uh, how L.A. restaurants and, used to be kind of, you know, back in the day. And I feel like they don't, that doesn't really happen anymore. But it's not, you know, like that's one of the things I, when I dined uh, at La Bernadette prior to uh, start working there and, you know, uh, I got the job and I ate and I served the dining room and, you know, like, oh my God, I can't believe I would work here. Like yeah. I, you know, like for me, I've always searched out chefs, uh, you know, to work for them for a reason, mm-hmm. you know, not because of like the name. I mean, yes, you know, like you want to build your your um, resume resume but um, you know like 
I've always looked for chefs that I, you know, like I admire and, you know. And you admire the repair? I, the, the repair. I mean, he not only he's a great chef, it's that the way, I mean, I, hot, I, always, I, I, always, I, I always joke around that he's the nicest French guy I've ever worked for, you know. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the French brigade system isn't known for making friends. You know, he, he's a he's or just French people know, in general. For him to also be an advocate nice. for me as a as a pastry chef, you know, like he yeah. he loves desserts and you know, like um, I he've allowed me to thrive. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm I've not seen sure, him with his shirt off you know, on Bourdain. He loves desserts. <laughs> but you know, like I I don't know that a lot of people, a lot of pastry chefs out there could say that like confidently say that like you know their chef is an advocate for them and support them and giving you agency uh, giving you a chance to you know what i mean like to, to express your i mean perspective your having the uh having the venue to make the desserts that i believe in and i uh-huh. stand by yeah. is a blessing enough and you know to have a mm-hmm. chef that actually yeah i guess the, i guess the french really do put that. more value in pastry than the average person a lot of times the dessert menu can be an afterthought for a lot of restaurants, you know, that, for me as a pastry chef, I think it's unfortunate to see a lot of restaurants that are like desserts are always kind of like, eh, you know, mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, for us, we we take obviously as much care as we do for for anything, for sure. anything, and yeah. Um, and you, you, know. you got on this track fairly early in life. Yep. Like very early. I mean, I would say it's, unless you started cooking in your parents' restaurant at five years old, it doesn't get much earlier than your story. Sixteen, yeah. I, so you gra- you graduated high school at sixteen. Yep. And, and you went to high school here in LA. Yep. Would you call yourself the Doogie Hauser of pastries? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure. I mean, you might be too in, young to well, get that reference. In, well, I, I do. No, no, no. Doogie Hauser. Okay, right, but cool, uh, okay, you know, there, I think right. in Neil Patrick Harris. Yes. Yeah. In, in Europe, I mean, a lot of chefs start. At thirteen, yeah, you know, apprenticing in, sure. in restaurants. Yeah. That's a good I point. I think in American culture is not really, you know, uh, you, I guess sixteen is is pretty I'm young. More, but, I'm uh, more curious about how slash why you graduated high school at sixteen. Yeah, did you steal <laughs> a car? I, what did I you, did, you steal a car and then it was like a GED? Yes. and then so yeah, technically it, it, you were done. at 16. Is this a GED really, or is this a no, real? A, a real. Uh, did you meet repair in jail? So I did. That's not. what we're trying to get to. That's like I, that's how you got the so job. Why, so I, first of all, why um, why did why did you get upstreamed into this? I went to a I was uh, accelerated twice. Okay. Uh, from seventh grade to eighth, and then yeah, yeah, I yeah. skipped a night, and then you skipped a grade school. two times. Man's two times. too smart. So seventh, it's not that I, you know, I seventh the, to the eighth, Asian, and then what? Uh, like second to third, like in high school. High school. Yeah. Damn. Mm. And then you know, I growing up in a Asian family, obviously they expect you to be either a doctor or I've heard this rumor. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but mm-hmm. I decided to go to culinary school for. You know, like for fun. Uh, my sister got me a weekend class at the. Your mom's uh, still crying uh, about it. So that. Well, wait, wait. Actually, she right. loves that I cook now. Cause, That's good. You know, I, she gets uh, to eat. She well, no, she she lives in LA, but uh, she she's come to visit she's in LA. She can, but, be, uh, she can be very proud of her of her son. Mom, yeah. mom is dying to. At the uh, at the spot for for the longest time, they always like look at you like, oh God, he's he's gonna be for poor for the rest of right. his life. You know, for your birthdays, Christmas is always like a check. It's like, oh God, you can't afford. To it. <laughs> uh, but this is but, what I think is so um, cool is that you didn't decide to go to culinary school. From what I read, this was, I mean, you did at some point, but you basically took a class yeah, and found yeah. out you really enjoyed it. And then at sixteen, in an accelerated program, then decided. 
what you just self-described as parents that want you to be a doctor yeah, or something. Well, you know, there's the expectation of like, you know, cooking, uh, I didn't really view it at the time as a career. Right. It's more of like, Sister, get, you know sister just got you a class for fun because I've always because like I would always like I always like cooking I've yeah. always like baking cooking and you know yeah. at home and I I didn't necessarily think of like oh I'm going you know like I didn't have I didn't go to culinary school like I'm gonna be a chef right you know, I took, a fun hobby but not it was a hobby a career and path. I just I just decided to like you know I'm gonna was it scary out. to tell your parents what you wanted to do? I didn't do that until like later on. Until I, I you went, were already I went, a three Michelin star restaurant? I was in culinary school and I, I finished it and I said, you know, like I'm going to try this out. They still out. think you're and, an anesthesiologist right you know, now, don't yeah. they? <laughs> what did, um, but what did they say when, so you had taken the class and that got you really excited? I, I, it just felt natural. Yeah. I, I, like I just, you know, I can still remember the smell of the, the cleaning products in the kitchen oh, okay. and just being in a kitchen Ooh, and being like... Yeah, that ammonia gets it, a little it, it, How did that just, make you feel? You know? Yeah. It, We're getting therapy now. Smell memory <laughs> is very yeah. big right like, now. No, but really, like, you know, I, I remember, like, the first day of, like, just being, like, uh, not necessarily being at home, but it's, like, I... It, was, it, it felt right it, it was to exciting. be... It felt right, um, you know, and... Um, and I guess you're sort of, if you're an accelerated student, you're, you're sort of not rebelling against that by doing something manual and physical with your... With right. your labor, but kind of. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, I, I, I've I, been very fortunate enough that my parents took care of us. I grew up with my grandparents. Uh, my parents divorced, and I grew up with my grandparents who spoiled us, too. You know, we didn't Hell really do, yeah. we know, like, we didn't really do much physical labor. It's grandparents' um, job. But, um, you know, growing up Filipino, you know, like, you, <laughs> they do everything for you. But um, And you didn't get fat. You know, I didn't get fat, yeah. It's, That's tough it's, to it's, do. It's the yoga. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. The yoga, huh? Yeah. Good looking guy sitting across from me for yeah, everybody yeah, yeah, in Radio yeah, yeah. Land. But, Real uh, spell. Keeps it tight. Yeah. You could do a whole podcast about how do you be, be a pastry chef uh, and not be a fat ass. You know what I mean? There's well, a better way to say I, that. I, I think we all know, know what you're I, doing. I always say, actually, like, they're like, oh, uh, you know, they make a joke, like, oh, you must not be a good chef because you're, you're skinny. I actually, right, don't I, trust a skinny and, chef. And I, I go yeah. back to that is that, well, you know, like, uh, a fat chef's probably not working hard enough. Damn, that's the best response. If you, if you think about it, you know, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Michael Phelps not, eats 12,000 calories a day, but he's got a 10-pack. Seriously. He's burning it off. You I just think I mean? of Jin Yang from... From Silicon Valley, because you're all fat and stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just you just need to be working harder, right? I mean, I you know I I keep busy and you know I, I work at a busy restaurant and I have a big team and I try to squeeze in Bikram yoga every chance I get. And, Bikram, uh, yep. You like that? You like the heat? I do. Smell, yep. Smell of those human chemicals coming out. Yeah, it, I started doing Bikram when I lived in Chicago. Got. Uh, Eight years ago, probably. If you can take the heat in the kitchen, baby, you can take the heat in the yoga <laughs> yeah. studio. Can you, you do know like handstands and crazy shit like that? <laughs> yeah, I've been doing it for yeah, like nine years. Right. Nine years oh, now. Shit, so it's, I like that. Uh, yeah. For listeners at home, he's now doing a handstand. He, yeah. just, he took his mic off and <laughs> he just wheel kicked the hat off my head just now for people that can't see. <laughs> no, but it's it's a good workout. It's it's also I've always done it as a workout. Never really thought about the meditation aspect of it because mm-hmm. it's you know i yeah it's did you just do a yeah okay. it's more like a 
Oh yeah, I do yoga. For listeners at home, he did. You know? He mimicked the hand jacking off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, oh, I'm you know I'm doing yoga, so but, but, that's, but that's, he just came in as a bonus. It helps me focus. Yeah, but that's where that's where yoga gets you. And, you go in yeah. for the physical, and then before, oh, wouldn't you know it? Here I am. There you are. Yeah. Zend out. Zend out. Yeah. Clear. Yeah. Of clear mind and body. Yeah. Working in a you know in a kitchen is a little intense. You're so, inundated with a lot of things. So. You're uh, so you grew up cooking with your grandma. Yep, my grandmother always loved. Was to cook. it all Filipino food? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I, I I feel like my my parents we traveled a lot and exposed mm-hmm. a lot of things. But yeah, my grandmother like baked and cooked. Mm-hmm. And I, know, I so. noticed on on the on the current list of desserts that you're serving, there's nothing uh, there's nothing really. Too Filipino looking on there. Do you ever? Yeah, where's the jackfruit? Do you ever cook Filipino you know, actually, inspired uh, foods? Not necessarily. I no. I mean, I, I'm a terrible Filipino, really. No, uh, stop but it. Um, I do. I do use a lot of. Uh, I mean, we use more like Filipino ingredients: mm-hmm. calamansi, mm-hmm. Uh, jackfruit. Um, actually, uh, we're putting in a, a babo rum with uh, jackfruit uh, honey. Um, on the menu soon. Nice. Okay. But we use calamansi, coconut. Is it hard to get calamansi in New York? Uh, They actually, uh, we get it frozen. It's like a freshly squeezed calamansi puree. Mm. Such an incredible ingredient, too. Yeah, it's so fragrant. You know, there's a lot of things. I mean, even if you look at the Filipino culture, it's been colonized by so many countries that it's influenced by Mm -hmm. many things. And, you know, I often question that, like, they're like, what is it being a Filipino? Is it being Spanish or Chinese or, right. mm-hmm. you know, like it does not a distinct, it, it, Japanese people have a very distinct culture of, uh, sure. you know, this is Eating Japanese and, ritual, you know, sure, and, yeah. uh, I, I think Filipino is more, I mean, there's a lot of food, Filipino foods that are very Spanish. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, I mean, know, Filipino food is some of the most fucked up food in the world, man. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. Coming from a guy who loves it. Yeah, and I yeah. and I love it all, but yeah. like, and it's cooked it. You know, yeah. when you go to Jollibee for the first time and look at the menu, <laughs> you're like, "What in God's name is going on here?" Yeah. And even when you order it and eat it, you're like, "What? Yeah. What am I eating?" My 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 aunt who lives in uh, in Vegas, uh, we always often visit her, uh, mm-hmm. and she like you know, I, and I go and visit her once in a while, and you know, I sit on her couch and she just feeds me you know breakfast snack then mm-hmm. lunch and then snack again and then another snack and then like <laughs> dinner and then Let like the a snack you know what i mean it's like she's like oh my god you're so skinny eat more eat more like why aren't you eating do you not like it you know i'm like we just stop ate. going in that hot room and stretching do you not love me <laughs> she's like oh why aren't you eating why aren't you eating enough do you not like it i'm like I, we just ate like <laughs> what what's going to vegas like for you are you going to restaurants uh, yep. Or are you like, no, I don't eat, I don't eat in Vegas. In, in Vegas, I mean, there's a lot of great restaurants. You see are, the Britney show? You're going Blue Man Group. I, What's I going on? Not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no Britney shows for me. Okay. Um, but you, so you will, you will go eat in Vegas. I, I mean, when I go to Vegas, yeah, like I yeah. try to go to the restaurants and eat. Do you get the plug? Do you get to make a phone call here, here and there and be like, yeah, you know, come <coughs> in. Bernadan. Yeah. You call from the late Bernadan house phone so it comes <laughs> yeah. up on the, on the up caller on the, uh, ID. The thing. Uh, no. I mean, it's, Vegas is not as busy as New York where you don't have to pull strings to get reservations. So <laughs> That's true. It's, yeah, uh, anyone's uh, shitty aunt from Iowa can get a table at any restaurant in Vegas right now uh, with the MX Platinum. That, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> the MX Platinum. Um, what, are, what are some of the 
some of the essential Filipino desserts that people might not be aware of? I mean, I know of a couple, but I like the polvaron. Yeah. Like, so those, those candies, I, I, one of my, actually, one of my sous chefs now, uh, we just promoted her as my sous chef, and she's, she's Filipino, and she's super Filipino, and she brings me home-cooked meals that she she's makes She's making at home, you look bad? She makes me, like, the, <laughs> you know, she knows all these Filipino desserts that, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. make it for me, because, you know, I, I know it as my aunt makes it, or, mm-hmm. you know, we go to the, I go to a Filipino market, and, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm not the biggest... Uh, bad really Filipino. Well. I really am bad Filipino. I'm, am I you more know? Filipino than uh, you yeah. are? I, it sounds like it. You know, <laughs> I lived in Chicago for eight years, and uh, you know, I've been to the Filipino restaurant twice. So you're uh, whiter than me. Uh, I think that I'm influenced by a lot of a lot more other things. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> I, I, that's what makes me, I guess, a bad Filipino. Is that you know? Um, well, I think you're I just you're just an all American boy. I mean, also looking at your list of of desserts on your menu currently a lot i mean when i when it, they're very classic flavor pairings they like the presentation when you look at them they're like works of art that are very avant-garde and right. experimental and that type of three-star michelin pastry but when you look at the ingredients lists they're very classic right. flavor pairings they're, what, what uh is that I, I, intentional, I think or is that just your is, vibe? I think you, you don't feel. I think I've always had that uh, that thing. Uh, you know, present something that's so familiar. We have an apple that looks like an apple, and it's that if you eat it, it, it tastes like apple pie or like right. a apple tatan. Yeah. Right. Uh, it, brown butter, uh, caramelized. You know, roasted apples and so you, so apple it, cider. It looks like an actual apple. You know, I, I would like to look at desserts as or if you say it's a season or an ingredient and apply techniques to that and present it in a different way, um, I think desserts should be delicious and tasty and should, you know, it should bring a memory. I mean, for me, I always try to tap into certain things that I remember. Yeah. Uh, Like, uh, I think that's why cooking or... McDonald's apple pie. Making things, you know, it's it's so visceral because it's your flavor memories or like you have a certain idea of how something should taste... Uh, you know the ratatouille effect yeah you know what I mean it's like something that you remember and you try to mimic that like you you were talking about jackfruit we're Mm -hmm. using it for a dessert Uh, I'm using the idea of baba rum I mean I still need to stay true to La Bernadette and to the vein of the restaurant that it's a classic restaurant but Mm -hmm. you know I would like to reinvent it in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't look like a baba rum. You, you were using jackfruit. I highly doubt that they use jackfruit in France. You know, like mm-hmm. it sort of bring a different train of thought to what is conventional and so then, you know, not to reinvent the wheel and not just use like ingredients to like you know mustard or something on dessert right. just for like oh my god just for the wow factor. Right? Like, do you really want to eat that? Yeah. Like, is mustard ice cream really delicious? Do you really? <laughs> I mean, do you? You know, you also have the benefit. You also have a roadmap in front of you because of the tasting menu that you kind of, you know, what people are eating, right? And then you know what they're going to get for dessert, as right. opposed to putting five things out, right? And saying, oh, Always. well, if the, what you started was with yeah. this, and you're going to end with that, right. I don't recommend that. But I also don't have any control over that. You know, you have kind of, yeah. But, I mean, you have a sense and you have a movement right. to start with, which helps give direction. There's, yeah, there's already momentum like, in the menu. You know the like, notes you want to sure. play because you know how the symphony is going to start. 
We have mm. a, I mean, we have an a la carte menu as well. We offer right. an a la carte menu, and there's but eight. only poor people order from that. <laughs> we, you know, we order. God damn the, it! The, the, there's eight desserts on the menu, and I always look at the whole menu as like a collection to offer something different. Uh-huh. You know, like as far as technique, you know, everybody uh, influences that dessert menu because my staff, my my team. What's you know what the product that we can get, yeah. um, you know like I need to make the desserts interesting so my staff is excited every time. You know like you can't just keep doing you know uh, mousse cake ice cream twill times eight. Mm-hmm. You know uh, I always try to look at one thing. Okay, well you know for Baba we have something yeasted, uh, laminated dough or cake. You know like uh, different things for each dessert, and I always try to make it as light as possible so you can have a couple of desserts or, mm-hmm. you know, they always make fun of me that uh, the secret ingredient is salt because I always like, I love salt and desserts. And I love like, salt and desserts. It might be my favorite I, I really do actually. Like, desserts I, is you know, salt. I'm a salt monkey and I just keep adding Self-proclaimed salt Self-proclaimed salt monkey. We need jackets, me and you. I mean, luckily, uh, luckily we're living in the in a time, the first time in the history of the world where we're all realizing that salt on desserts makes it better. Right, yeah. And I mean, it's it happening the flavor. before our very it, eyes. It, 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 it always, you know, uh, for me... It enhances me, the flavor. What about MSG? Have you thought about incorporating MSG into your not. desserts? <laughs> I have not. He's like, I have not, because I, I want to keep my job. Next right. question. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> and that, that's, yeah. I've been experimenting with it. That's, that's all I'm saying. He, last week, he bought a bag of it, so that's why he's asking okay. me about it. Real excited about MSG right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a natural product. I mean, it's demonized, uh, I think, but it's, it is a natural product really? that occurs in... Product. Maybe you maybe know, consider um, throwing it on the menu, and they won't be. I'm sure they won't allow that. But yeah, but probably. Yeah, don't do I mean, that. As far as, as, far as don't, don't me, ever do that. Stay away from it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why? Why idea. is the don't. Chinese restaurants? You know, like you eat certain things. Like why is it so flavorful? It's the MSG. Yeah. Um, why is QP better than uh, regular mayonnaise? MSG. Debatable. You know? MSG. I think that's the thing. Everybody just uh, tends to like, oh God, MSG. They don't know really anything about it, but they're right. like, oh, you I don't like it. You just need to have it in small doses. Yeah. Don't have foie yeah. gras every day. Yeah. You piece of shit. Yeah. Once a you month. Eat Kratom every day for a week. Start cooking with MSG for no reason. Yeah. And you should be good. And it should be good. And yeah. you should be good. And use then... it. Yeah. <laughs> use it sparingly. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I guess working um, when, you, when you're that type of pastry chef who does, you know, this type of artistic experimental plating and, and preparations, when you're working with that, Lay Bernadan brand and vibe over your over your shoulder. Does that help kind of keep uh, the, your blank canvas less blank and let you have a little bit of more of a constraint to create things in easier, as opposed to just like do whatever you want and go crazy where uh, it's, chef, e- it's uh, easier to kind of fuck things up. I I, I love. I mean, I, I think uh, for the longest time, you know, nobody wants to make a mistake. But I I find uh, I was having a conversation with a, uh, a ceramicist yesterday and he said that uh, you know every the plate that he made it's 12 years of uh, 12 years of uh, in the making mm-hmm. because of all the mistakes he's made is in there yeah. and likewise that I mean failure is important yeah failure is important you know I failure being a strong word but yeah the yes, sentiment you know like the the because you remember the things you don't do right, the things that you fuck up, you don't remember. You right. you remember that. Yeah, that's you, all I do. So you know, I'm. You want to fail? That's my wheelhouse. You want to fail in life, not at life. At life, yeah. You know, like you, as long oh, as you shit, learn. I got that twisted. I I tell the interns the opening thing for in, when I'm interviewing candidates 
or interns, I always tell them that, you know, it's a busy restaurant, mistakes happen, yeah. and I accept mistakes, and, you know, like, you know, I make mistakes all the time, it's, you know, what matters is what you do right. after you make the sure. mistake. Which know? is, don't look at you in the face. Ever, you know, it's, it's you yeah, know, it's yeah, true. Yeah. Like, don't it, cry. No eye contact. Cry. No, 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 no crying. Um, yeah. But we, 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 it's a pretty happy team. I would like to say. I mean, everybody's, <laughs> you know, everybody's like, oh, you must be crazy in the kitchen. Blah blah blah. I never scream. I never yell. I speak quietly and clearly. You don't seem like a screamer. Now. I will say. I, I'm more of the. I mean, look, speak nobody, quietly, mm-hmm. make you know, make make them feel every single word, kind of a guy. I'm just kidding. Passive aggression. <laughs> Got it. No, no it's it's uh, you know I, I. I feel like the demeanor you're talking about. It's like 99 percent of that kind of insane screaming, yelling, kind of ego-driven attitude that people assume are in restaurants. You know. With, with small exception, are usually coming from people that aren't in control. It's true, and I. I and when you're working at the level that you are, and it's expected of everybody right. where you're at, I always believe that a person that screams is an illiterate person, a right. person that can't uh, articulate their feelings. Therefore, sure. they lash out yeah. and they like, mm. you know what I mean? Like they can't. They're currently on cocaine, or recently <laughs> right. were on cocaine <laughs> there for the last go. seventy-two yeah. hours. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think. Uh, for my cooks, you know, they know that, you know, I always tell them that it, your integrity in the end of the day, uh, flavor profiles are subjective, but what you do and the integrity of something, you know, when you make something, what right is right. right. There's no gray area. If yeah. it's not right, do it again, fix it. You know, yeah. you don't ever try to pass off something that is not right and try to be okay with that. And that's, for me, that's the, the biggest, uh, the mm-hmm. biggest thing. How much? Uh, how much do you love the the precision of pastry cooking versus the freestyle nature of savory cooking, in terms of specific measurements and times and weights and I mean, you know, temperature scaling things and you know, it creates consistency. But I always try to cook like a cook. You know, like I mm-hmm. add salt. I had handfuls of salt because ingredients, products. But when you are add salt, valuable. are you weighing it out to the milligram? Um, or are you when we're creating, I mean, we're creating a recipe. Yes, we scale it up, but mm-hmm. most of the time, I add salt. You know, and things are different every day. The products you get, right? Are, you know, right. Are are different. So when you're recipe testing, everything's uh, documented, right? But when you're but, cooking, I mean, that's the gold standard of the recipe. But you know, you also uh, things differ from yeah. the sometimes you get an apple and, that's sour, right, or and, more you know, sweet than the last one, and you have to adjust on the you fly. To, you just you know you have to adjust and think. That's how you go from two to three Michelin stars. You know, and you always have to adapt. And that's you know, I I try to tell the the staff my 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 team that is that you know like you can't you know you're not a machine. Yeah. You're not a you know like you have to taste and feel and you know today it's this and tomorrow it's that it, and feel, it's okay and uh, mm-hmm. jason you make a good point in that it's you know we're kind of getting to a point where it's ubiquitous that high level cooking is seasonal and farm to table we all seem to know that or at least expect that but what doesn't seem to be prevalent are people's kind of unrealistic expectations about how similar that dining experience should be from from the same dish right. to the same dish. Right. S- produce, proteins, right. everything differ- is different from piece to piece, right. apple to apple, like cut to cut. And, you know, I just don't understand sometimes when people are like, yeah, this is a little different. Or, uh, you know, it's like, well, yeah, because that's <laughs> what happens when you're getting things that 
aren't frozen, processed, and vacuum sealed from Cisco. Right. Mm -hmm. Like everything is going to change and it's going to be to, in varying degrees, unique experiences and it's kind of the beauty of it. But yeah. Yeah. It's not kind of the beauty of it. It's, yeah. It is the beauty of no, it. No, but I just, just that idea no, that it's, somehow it, I mean, we expect true. everything to be fresh farm to table and seasonal, yet we don't it, have it, any kind yeah. of. Yeah. I mean, we get the strawberries from. Uh, here, I get Harry's berries. You know, the uh, best. To, it's the best strawberries. It and is the best strawberry I've ever. People like the tri-state in New York, though. I am not. Uh, not a fan. Know, I'm not a fan. I mean, it, you know, you can't compare a Harry's berries to that. I mean, no. you know, um, <laughs> you know, I harass our purveyor. You know, I, I literally had a conversation with them. I'm like, you know, like it's either I'm going to get the strawberries or we don't use them because right. if I can't get this much, then there's no point. Yeah, strawberries are coming off the menu if I can't get you know this much. I'd, I'd hate, for, like, I'd hate you know? for Eric to have to get a phone call about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but the Harry He's Spears. a late sleeper. I don't want to wake him up right now. <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't even think about the power you must wield when you're, when you're calling from Bernadette and hitting up these distributors for ingredients or like how you would get preferential treatment above other restaurants because of your legacy accounts over decades. No, I'm just I, saying a actually, business I, class ticket I, to Paris is going to help the chances of you selling out strawberries this you know, week, Dave. I, I don't know why you're not hearing me right now. I'm speaking clearly. To, to be honest, I, I don't know that it's the, the you know, that sounds a little, uh, uh, oh, I, I never pulled out over at La Bernadette, no. I, you don't have to. I think to. it's just, uh, yeah, you don't, <laughs> yeah, you don't seem like the kind of guy who would do that. But, uh, you know, um, I do just... Uh, one of my friends, it's a funny story about the Harry Sperry's. She was giving me a hard time, and she's like, I tried to order Harry Sperry's, and the, the, the person who was taking my order said, no, uh, the base chef from La Bernadette took it all. <laughs> and uh, I go to the farmer's market and, uh, during the fall time. I pick up the, the pears that we use. And, um, you know, I, this, this farmer is a little, you know, he's hippie, and he's just like, you know. Mm -hmm. He charges me different price every day, and you know, mm -hmm. I said like, "Well, sir, I will be committed to you. If you're committed to me, I would like to buy all the pairs for the rest of the season because this is the pairs that we use and we acquire a lot." Your hippie ass makes the best pairs, unfortunately. Yes, and I have and to do business. With I, hey, I Moonbeam, are you, you know listening? I mean? <laughs> I'm forward. Okay, I'm talking and I, to you. Uh, <laughs> and then other patient chef's like, "Well, the guy refuses to sell it to me because you said that you know." It's only for you. Yeah. <laughs> Can I have a case? Yeah. I mean, it's it's life. not your fault that you but, have you know, such an output. But you you have to like you know in in York. Uh, it's, I think it's a it's a point that uh, the point of the the story is that like it's unfortunate that New York has so much power and so much money and so much this like uh, you know. But everybody's oh New York, but it must be so easy to get you know everything you want. And uh, for me, living in Chicago, working with farmers directly. I was spoiled with the produce, and it's available. And mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. in, in New York, the, the demand is so much. I mean, that isn't that just New York in a nutshell? But All the power and the money, but but the resources have been tapped dry. You know, like that's the thing. It's like you know, like you would think uh, that you would get the best products, blah blah blah, because you're this restaurant. No, actually, you have to like search mm -hmm. it out and fight for the products you want. Or, so how know. long until you, uh, until you move back to L.A. where the produce is obviously the best? Uh, I don't know. You know, I love visiting L.A., but... Uh, I, You're a New York boy, aren't you? I don't, uh, I don't see myself living back here. <laughs> you uh, work too much to be affected by the elements is what you're trying to tell us. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You're like, I'm inside air conditioning or heating all the time. Yeah. No, but I mean, I also mm -hmm. enjoy the... Um, you know, what I don't like about L.A. is that there's no season. What I love about living in the Midwest and New York it is that you feel... It rained for eight feel, minutes today. Yeah. 
Right. <laughs> you know, but, it, but yeah, it's practically it's pretty stagnant. The weather is uh-huh. it's great for most people, but I like living the the seasons. You like and a seasonal I, cycle. I like to uh, yeah. I like to feel the you know, I mean, with with cooking, I try to keep the the menu pretty seasonal and mm-hmm. yeah. you know, yeah, you yeah, feel yeah. that and That's you live true. it. It's You guys got good apples up there though. Good apples. I will give you yeah. that. Apples are pretty good apples are pretty easy to get have you been watching the uh chef's table season four pastry i have i i saw one with uh, will goldfarb and uh mm-hmm. jordi roca yeah have you seen it andre no it's pretty yeah, I'm, uh i'm going to it's pretty interesting yeah well, uh, uh, will goldfarb i was i was watching his story and and his he was talking about something that I didn't even realize or think too much about of, of going. He moved to Bali right. to start a new dessert-only restaurant after right. living in New York. And he now has access to the the baking and pastry staples that we all know forever, like sugar and cinnamon and chocolate and right. vanilla and all that stuff. Like, And he's in a place where he can get all of it fresh and how much that... That, that, that's sort of like the next step saves, in, yeah. in the pastry world of like, why would you just use regular sugar when I can make my own right. cane sugar from scratch or, or the cinnamon is fresh right here. I've picked it off of a tree and, right. and process it myself. Or I'm curing my own cinnamon here. Yeah, doing that or, right. or I mean like going into the jungle and, and picking fresh chocolate off of the, you know, and, and processing that. Like that sort of... Did, did did you feel envious of his access to those ingredients? I mean, it's a different. You know, I think most space chefs are. Do res- you want to go into the jungle? Res- I, I don't. Uh, <laughs> it's not really. I'm not really. Although I'm a jungle Asian, I probably Your won't. Words, uh, you know, I probably won't. Let's clarify uh, that was our guest speaking. <laughs> you know, um, no, I don't have any. Uh, I, I don't know that I could. I'm too much of a city person now, I think, mm-hmm. but. Um, I think he, you know, pastry chefs are resourceful, and you have to work with what you have, and I think that forces creativity, yeah. and I think that's what happened there. And I find myself, I mean, we we do the same thing, like with the Harris berries. There's a shortage or whatever. Yeah. We process them, and you know, we we roast them in uh, honey, and it preserves it. To you know, but um, was- yeah, I think you evolve. I think as as the time goes by, and using different things, using different sugars, the climate of the industry, like oh, a lot of people are more conscious of the sugar intake. So, I mean, we don't use that much. I, I try to yeah. stay away from uh, sugar anyway. Produce um, being part of your building blocks, but also things like flowers. Do you see, I mean, is it, do you feel it's hard to get consistent flowers for what you're doing? Do you see that them change from time to time? Do you, are you looking for different sources? I think we try to use different types of flower, but as far as consistency, it, it hasn't been you don't uh, that see, bad. But I mean, there is a trend of a lot of people uh, grounding their own you know, flour and yeah. all that stuff, which sure. is interesting. Yeah, I yeah. mean, for a bakery, mm-hmm. uh, we don't bake our own bread at La Bernadette, uh-huh. but um, you know, for pastries. Do you do any personal baking yourself? Yeah, what happens, you know, when I'm not you, working? Are you too burnt to do yeah, it? Yeah, because uh, a friend of mine who is a, a fan, Justin, uh, he, he was asking me, like, he, he's really into cooking and he's like a, a paleo kind of fitness right. guy, like real buff and, and is always interested in exploring those things. But he's super fascinated by sourdough bread. And he was asking me, like, is it worth, like, learning the craft of making your sourdough at home? Yeah. Versus, uh, you know, 
I mean, just go, going to an amazing bakery and buying it. Like, is it actually a feasible thing that a, a home yeah. chef can do? Yeah. You think so? Because you can get a Dutch oven and bake beautiful bread. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd say, yeah. Yeah, I, but can't, also, I can't say that I bake a lot at home in, uh, in my huge uh, New York apartment. Um, <laughs> but I, but, I, but I, for a lot, of, a lot of pastry and baking, like obviously there's a lot of precision and skill that goes into it, but with something like baking an amazing sourdough, there's a lot of alchemy that goes into it and like so many little subtle nuances that you have to do for it to be perfect. So many things that could go wrong. Right. I don't but I think know. You, I, you, I, you go. Is it worth the investment to bake at home and make sourdough? Is that? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you learn every time. Yeah. You know, and you know, like obviously, first time it's not going to be great or or mm-hmm. beginner's luck. But yeah, I think it's it, to build your own sourdough. I think the whole thing is kind of fascinating for people that are interested in making it. You I'm know, assuming like you don't have a mother at home. I did, and it died. Died. <laughs> I, Along yeah. with the house plants. Yeah. Three stars, and, it, and you yeah. killed your yeah. starter. <laughs> I work a lot. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, also part of that question, too, it's, you know, it's not as simple as will it be better. It's also, you know, when you're doing something, spending free time. It's right. like you... The first one you tr- the first one you make is not going to be your best, right. and if you don't enjoy it from the beginning, you're probably not necessarily going to enjoy right. it at the end. Right. And but if you find yourself really kind of appreciating it and it becoming something, it's, that, it's the journey. It's, not a, the it's a journey. It really yeah. is. I mean, you know, cooking is you know like I don't know that there's a lot of chefs that could say that we're doing this for money or whatever. You, you're yeah. doing this because you love it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it feels natural. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel like work. Yeah. It doesn't feel like sure. Yeah. You know, posting Instagram pictures is work for me. Like that, I dread. Right. You know, but like being in a kitchen is, mm-hmm. it, it, I, I almost need it. You know, like yeah. I always feel at home when I'm in a kitchen. I always know that it's going to be fine or, you know. Yeah, absolutely. It's, mm-hmm. it's a weird thing. If this was an episode of Chef's <laughs> Table, that would be your closing line. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. Yep. But we're not closing. We still have okay. three more hours to go. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, it's a four-hour podcast. Okay, great. Jason told you, right? <laughs> no. Um, no bathroom breaks. Okay. No. Um, what else should we talk about, guys? You have you're in town, LA specifically, even though you live in in New York um, for a pretty wild event. Uh, yeah, we're. I'm doing the uh, tonight. I'm doing the uh, James Beard Celebrity Chef Tour. Yep. Uh, Calmare. So you, you Nancy Silverton, Michael Voltaggio. Voltaggio. Yep. Uh, Jen Lewis, uh, David Lef- Lefebvre. And, um, Walk me through what yeah. you're making. I, is, it, was it true Guy Fieri's going to help you with desserts? No, that okay. is not true. I thought that was, I, that was one of the reasons I wanted to check it out. First, first I want to know what you're making tonight. Then I want to know uh, what spots you've been wanting to eat at in L.A. while you're visiting. Um, well, I'm going to talk about his event too. No, I said first, right. do that and then that. All right. Uh, well, I'm doing this. A, uh, it's a coffee box. Um, coffee box. It's a coffee caramel. Uh, it's man, that like photo is incredible. Everybody has to go to your Instagram I mean, after but, this. But the whole idea is like a, a milfoy. 
uh, like a thousand layers. So the whole thing. No, what's that? Explain that. Well, uh, so like the cake that like has a hundred like layers. Yeah, like a hundred layers. But okay. I took that idea and sort of obviously. And it's a thousand layers. Like you know, like a milkway. I took that idea know. and this cake has a thousand layers. <laughs> no, it doesn't have a thousand layers. <laughs> More but layers. Doing like different layers inside the box. Right. And then like you know. Tube, like this, a tweel on the so side. So this is like a cube, cube, like a two-inch cube or yep. some or so, and it, the inside is a cake. Um, there's layers of mousse, uh, citrus confit, candied nuts, fouettine, uh, mousse, uh, cake. And, Damn. Yeah. That's like what was the f word that you just used? Uh, fouettine. It's like a, a caramelized puff pastry. It's okay. Like flakes, like a uh, you know, like did a rice. Did you know that? No, that, that, yeah. I just thought that was like a, a French thing yeah. that I would add to my smoothies it's after like, the gym. It's like it's an Ethiopian like, curing salt yeah. you didn't know about? Yeah, fouillotine, of course. Yeah, fouillotine. I mean, I, yeah. You don't want to use a lot, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. fouillotine. But it's yeah. like crispy and it's like Rice Krispies. Like or lower like, your uh, estrogen yeah. levels. Like Rice Krispies. Yeah, it's kind of like Rice Krispies. Hell yeah. Like yeah. a French so, Rice Krispie. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. That, so, so you would, you'll painstakingly make a whole large version of this and then cut it into the cubes? Uh, no, it's... Uh, or so is each one done by hand? Each done... Uh, each is a, a chocolate... You, you cast chocolate into these molds and it's a cube and you fill it with different layers. Oh, my God. So, um, yeah. Is it... Do you have, like, a jeweler's loop while you're doing this? Like, <laughs> yeah. Or like, the, under a microscope? You have gloves no. and tweezers? Or are you working uh, in a chilled environment? Do you have a face mask on so you don't cough on it? No. What's going on? I mean, it's... Are you just that good? He's just that good is the answer. He's <laughs> just that no, good. I mean, it's, you know, it's what we do. And, you know, and, um, yeah. It's Hopefully not like a Navy we'll enjoy over here. It's just a job. It's, just, <laughs> it's part of the job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's, it's sprayed with chocolate and yeah. there'll be coffee, bourbon. Foam. I didn't ask for this, but I'm, I'm like, I definitely yeah. asked for this. I really mm-hmm. wanted to do this, but I didn't ask yeah. for this, Jason. What, uh, what, what out, is there something out there that you have not been able to master? Like what's what is what's like the toughest like what what's one of the toughest things to make? You've done it all. Uh, no, I can't say that I've done it all. Uh, but he's done it. Cros- all. You know, uh, probably maybe the one of the weakest things that I do probably is croissants. You know, hmm. like I okay. we don't have a bread program, so you know, once yeah, in I a guess, while. I mean, we, croissants we seem to be the yeah. most difficult thing to make ever to uh, perfect it. You right. Know? Yeah, the varying that's, degrees that's probably, of it are pretty, yeah. pretty insane. But you're you're sort of happy with your croissant. Yeah, I mean, um, I love taking certain things like uh, like cannelle. We have cannelle. We give cannelles to for lunch. Uh, cannelle is really hard to make too. Yeah, it, it's yeah. one of my favorite things to to make. And I always joke around that if there's anything I know, I might not know anything, but I know how to make cannelles because it's. One of my favorite things mm-hmm. to to so make. So you have the the copper, copper mold yeah. and the beeswax. And, and by the way, for your listeners, uh, cannelle should only be baked in copper molds and beeswax. Mm-hmm. Everything else is anything else is uncivilized. Uh, yeah, wow. or might as well just don't wake up in the morning. That's what you're going to do. Just kill yourself. Yeah. yeah. Have you I mean, had? I, the, I wouldn't say. Have you, you know, had the cannelle from Proof Bakery? I have not. Have you been to Proof Bakery? I have not. It's pretty good. Yeah. I'll, it's I'll not check it out. Good. It's delicious. Well, I'm a huge yeah. fan of proof. Yeah, I went to Republic um, uh-huh. yesterday. It was, it was quite good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think the Vinois series. Uh, I think. I mean, I think you should go to Proof Bakery after I this. Definitely, will it's check about it out. eight minutes away. Yeah. And I think it has some of the best pastries in in Los Angeles. Yeah. Maybe it'll be one of the best croissants you've ever had in your life. Mm. I some will. people say. Yeah. Some people say. I heard. I, I heard. I heard. You've heard. Yeah. I will check it out. 
Great. But yes. Are you eating anywhere in L.A. as well? Any new crazy spots you're trying to check out? No. Um, it's hard when you're working, right? When you're visiting and yeah. working. and my, my, One of my good friends, uh, Mei Lin, uh, she's opening up a restaurant in the arts district in a couple of months. Mm. Um, so I'm fortunate enough that she cooks. You know. What about Lhasa? Uh, You've been to Lhasa? I have not. Have you heard of it? No. It's a Filipino restaurant here in Chinatown. It's very delicious. Very delicious. Yeah, so check great. it out. I will check it out. Check it out. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, um, I think we're good. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, people cannot go check you out tonight at this James Beard event. <laughs> this is coming out Saturday. Okay. Because this is coming out Saturday. And our listeners don't have $300. Yeah, you guys <laughs> It's probably it. sold out. A so couple of you guys can't afford it. There's a lot it. of is things. It sold out? I believe so. Let's just assume yeah, yeah. that it's, it's sold out. Assume, yeah. And uh, if you ever go to New York and you want to stalk him personally, go to Le Bernadin. Yeah. Can people look at you through a window while you're working, or is he full back of house? Uh, I'm in the back of the house. There's no windows. No window. You could tell your server, and they will take you to the kitchen. Or oh, really? I could come to the table. You guys do that? Yeah, we do. You can tell the server like, (laughs) "Hey, I want a little tour of the kitchen." Yep. Is it annoying when people do that? Uh, no, it's not annoying. It's it's more. It's not necessarily annoying. It's more like uh, you know, like you get, you kind of feel like you're in a zoo, and you're they're just like, right. Uh, you know. mm-hmm. So uh, don't touch you or pick gnats out of your hair when you, know, you come to the table. I, I get a lot of the you know, um, how old are you and where oh, are you from? Damn it, that would be such a bummer. That would be such a bummer. like you know, what you're you're the base chef patting you on the head. So yeah. it's like meeting yeah. your girlfriend's parents for the first time seven times a night yeah. while you're trying to work while they're taking a selfie with you. Yeah. Cool. That they're, sounds they're, like they're it. belittling you while they're taking us yeah. a video. They're like what? You, you're the pastry chef. You're, you look so young. How old are you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, bitch. Where are you from? You know that literally. That's always like that's it. It's it, it, it's funny. You look so young. Let me take a picture of yeah. me giving you noogies. First of all, yeah. thank you. Thank you. I do. Look you know, so like young. now, actually, it, it, it's it's become just like it doesn't even bother me mm-hmm. anymore. That hot yoga is going to keep you yeah. young. It's just uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that, yeah. That's, uh, I mean, they, they can see your pores and your exfoliation <laughs> is very on point. You can tell that the quality of product that you use on your skincare routine is above the, uh, above the norm. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yep. Um, and what's your Instagram if people want to check out your beautiful desserts? Uh, Thomas J. Raquel. Thomas J. Raquel. Wonderful. On Instagram. R-A-Q-U-E-L. Yep. Cool. And you yeah. can follow me on social media at them jeans. Andre Conapar has no Instagram. I don't. How do you feel about that, Thomas? You're envious of that, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Uh, and the stewpodcast.com is the website where all of our old episodes live, and you can check them out there. Thank you for doing this, Thomas. Yeah. Right. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Bye. bud. Yeah. Thanks.